Shelley had barely brought her car to a complete stop in front of the sheriff's office before she was out of it. It had taken her a good two hours in Atlanta's heavy traffic to make it home after receiving word that A.J. had not shown up at school, only to discover he wasn't at home. When it had started getting late, she had gotten worried and called the police. After giving the dispatcher a description of A.J., the woman assured her that he was safe in their custody and that the reason she had not been contacted was because A.J. had refused to give anyone his name. Without asking for any further details, Shelley had jumped into her car and headed for the police station. She let out a deep sigh. If A.J. hadn't given anyone his name, that meant the sheriff was not aware she was A.J.'s mother, and for the moment, that was a comforting thought. As she pushed open the door, she knew all her excuses for not yet meeting with Dare and telling him the truth had run out, and fate had decided to force her hand. She was about to come face to face with Sheriff Dare Westmoreland. Sheriff, the parent of John Doe has arrived. Dare looked up from the papers he was reading and met his secretary's gaze. Only one parent showed up, Holly. Yes, just the mother. She's not wearing a wedding ring, so I can only assume there isn't a father. At least not one that's around. Dare nodded. What's the kid doing now? He asked, pushing the papers he'd been reading aside. He's out back watching Deputy McCade clean up his police motorcycle. Dare nodded. Send the woman in, Holly. I need to have a long talk with her. Her son needs a lot more discipline than he's evidently getting at home. Dare moved away from his desk to stand at the window where he could observe the boy as he watched McCade polish his motorcycle. He inhaled deeply. There was something about the boy that he found oddly familiar. Maybe he reminded him of himself and his four brothers when they'd been younger. Although they had been quite a handful for their parents, headstrong and in some ways stubborn, they had known just how far to take it and just how much they could get away with. And they'd been smart enough to know when to keep their mouths closed. This kid had a lot to learn. Sheriff Westmoreland, this is Ms. Rochelle Brockman. Dare swung his head around and his gaze collided with the woman he'd once loved to distraction. Suddenly, his breath caught, his mouth went dry, and every muscle in his body froze as memories rushed through his spiraling mind. He could vividly recall the first time they'd met, their first kiss, and the first time they had made love. The last time stood out in his mind now. He dragged his gaze from her face to do a total sweep of her body before returning to her face again. A shiver of desire tore through him, and he was glad that his position, standing behind his desk, blocked a view of his body from the waist down. Otherwise, both women would have seen the arousal pressing against the zipper of his pants. His gaze moved to her dark brown hair, and he noted that it was shorter and cut in one of those trendy styles that accented the creamy chocolate coloring of her face as well as the warm brandy shade of her eyes. The casual outfit she wore, a printed skirt and a matching blouse, made her look stylish, comfortable, and ultra-feminine. Then there were the legs he still considered the most gorgeous pair he'd ever seen. Legs he knew could wrap around his waist while their bodies meshed in pleasure. 
A deep sigh escaped his closed lips as he concluded that at 33, she was even more beautiful than he remembered and still epitomized everything feminine. They'd first met when she was 16 and a sophomore in high school. He'd been 19, a few weeks shy of 20, and a sophomore in college, and had come home for a visit to find her working on a school project with his brother Stone. He had walked into the house at the exact moment she'd been leaning over Stone, explaining some scientific formula, and wearing the sexiest pair of shorts he had ever seen on a female. He had thought she had a pair of legs that were simply a complete turn-on. When she had glanced up, noticed him staring, and smiled, he'd been a goner. Never before had he been so aware of a woman. An immediate attraction had flared between them, holding him hostage to desires he'd never felt before. After making sure Stone didn't have designs on her himself, he had made his move. And it was a move he'd never regretted making. They began seriously dating a few months later, and had continued to do so for six long years, until he had made the mistake of ending things between them. Now it seemed the day of reckoning had arrived.'